Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. CBS Sports Radio, good evening. I am Bart Winkler, or good morning to you wherever you may be tonight. David Shepard is here, and Marco Belletti has you updated throughout the evening as well. 855-212-4227, for CBS. If you are... Eastern time zone, it's officially we're one day away now. We can say that until the championship Sunday is upon us. Everybody else pretty close, but we're ready for these games. The Lions and the Niners and the first game of the day will be the Chiefs and the Ravens. I've given my official predictions, as has Shep. I think we both like the Ravens to win in this game. And I think the Niners are going to remember that they're the Niners and beat up on Detroit pretty bad. If there is a team that can match the mentality of the Niners, though. It is the Lions. I think with the San Francisco 49ers, they understand they got away with one. I saw some of the post-game interviews or the on-field exchanges, I should say, with Niners players talking to Packers players after that game saying, you sharpened our iron, man. We we almost let this get away. And the Packers players are like, uh, yeah, we feel great about that. Great. But the Niners know that they had a – two-minute drive that they had to execute with Brock Purdy and then Christian McCaffrey eventually to win that game, a game that they were heavily favored in, a game they probably should have wrapped up. And you can blame Debo's injury. You can can blame the rain. But everything else on paper pointed to the Niners being a much better team than Green Bay, just not on that day. So they got away with it. I think they're going to refocus and really try to end this game as early as possible. But the Lions are coming in with a – and not even a nobody believes in us mentality, but this is an opportunity that that we can do something special. And the Lions, maybe nobody did believe in them two years ago. I don't think anybody did. What Campbell come in there? They start zero five. You know things were not good. They were still laughing stock. We we're still doing the annual "Why are the Lions on Thanksgiving?" bit. And now the Lions might be in the Super Bowl. So if any team can match the mentality of the Niners, I think it is Detroit. But my official predictions, for those that must know, and because I just I think I should put them out there as a matter of record, I am taking the Ravens and the Niners, and I took them both to cover whatever spread you have on it at this point. Now, if things were reversed, quarterback-wise, keep the games in the stadiums they're going to be played at. I'm wondering about this. We're talking a lot about the Lamar-Mahomes matchup. If things were reversed with the... Niners and Lions as far as quarterbacks go. And I'll ask you this too, Shep. 
I think the the Niners with Jared Goff would destroy the Lions with Brock Purdy. I don't think the Lions would have been anywhere close here with Brock Purdy. And then if you put Mahomes on the Ravens and Lamar on the Chiefs, then I'm probably still going to go with the Ravens, right? That one's a little more tougher to me. If Mahomes was on the Ravens and Lamar was on the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are the road team, Lamar's coming in on the road, do Lamar and the Chiefs win this game against Mahomes and the Ravens? And for those just, just, just joining us, you're like, that's not who they're on. I'm I'm, right. I'm wondering if, if they're swapped. If they're swapped... Mahomes and the Ravens would beat Lamar and the Chiefs, right? Oh, I don't know. Um, well, to answer your question, you kind of thought of this last week about, like, if you put Goff in Brock's place, 49ers run away with this game, and I would agree with you. I think there's a significant upgrade at the quarterback position if you're Detroit compared to the 49ers. Um, I'm still rolling with Lamar either way, believe it or not. He's, he's just playing that good right now. So Lamar, no matter what, even, okay, I like that. Because, hey, remember, Bart, think about this for a second. I mean, Mahomes has lost twice at Arrowhead in the playoffs at home. Now, you can blame D. Ford for the first one, but what do you have to say about the second one when he collapsed in the second half versus Cincinnati, right? Right. It's not like he is invincible there. You know, it's not like he's uh, the Packers before uh, Brett Favre met Michael Vick at Lambeau in the playoffs. <laughs> So, um, oh, that killed the Lambo mystique. I know, right? Michael Vick. And speaking of Michael Vick, I mean, Lamar is Michael Vick, and he's also Drew Brees in terms of the accuracy he's displaying these days. So, yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with Lamar, whether it's home, away, neutral. It, it's his time, Bart. It's just, it's just his time, and it's the Lions' time to get back to a Super Bowl. What, one of four teams to not play in a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, and I'm thinking a lot about – there was a caller last night. I'm thinking a lot about this guy. Yeah. He called in and said the goalpost always moved for Lamar. It does. It does. And, and, he, and he's right, because when he got drafted, right, people were saying he was a wide receiver, which is so wildly offensive, especially when you look at where he is now. Um, and just anyone who had that take is should not be talking football. It was unbelievable. He was good at Louisville. It was unbelievable. Um, so he obviously goes in the first round late to the Ravens. And then it was, well, he can't throw. He's as good in the pocket as anybody, I think. And and then he can run, and I think he chooses when to do it smartly along with the design plays. And now it's well he can't win in the playoffs, and he won a playoff game, and nobody's saying anything. So he's got to win another one, and I think he's got to win a Super Bowl. And then there's no there's no there's nowhere left to move the goalposts because then if you start talking, well, he's uh, won one Super Bowl, but he hasn't won two. I mean, what are you doing then? Then it's just, then it's just you're never gonna like. Well, he won he won one Super Bowl, but he's not the greatest of all time. Okay, yeah, fine, all right. I mean, but the way that we talk about Lamar is I think this is a big, big weekend for him in a big, big playoffs, and you give a lot of faith in Lamar. I think that if you swapped them, I do look at the weapons on the other teams. Ravens obviously have better receivers. I mean, what Patrick Mahomes could do with Zay Flowers, and Rasheed Rice has been playing well, but I'm not putting him up with Zay yet. The tight ends, Kelsey, is better than Mark Andrews. He was last week. That was the Kelsey, and I, Mark Andrews was hurt, but that Travis Kelsey catching balls, catching touchdowns, that's what we're used to, but we didn't get that the last half of the season. He went months without a touchdown. So the running backs, I think Pacheco's the best on the field this weekend. It would be interesting, but the Ravens, I'm sure, very happy they have Lamar, and the Chiefs very happy they have Mahomes as they go into this battle. We're talking predictions. We're talking these games. We're talking with you, 855 212 
for CBS. Dave is in Arkansas. What's up, Dave? Yeah, hey, uh, Bart Shep. Uh, I've got a couple different takes here. I kind of think of uh, Shanahan as being like uh, Dr. Frankenstein. He's trying to make something that's not quite working out, and he also lost to Andy Reid. And then I think of um, uh, Jared Goff and Campbell as being real high star quality. They're kind of like the Haley's Comet. They've got a lot of mojo working right now. I think they can – I mean, it sounds crazy, but I, I've got Detroit. And then as far as um, Baltimore, uh, John Harbaugh, in my opinion, is a better coach than Andy Reid. John Harbaugh beat his brother to win a Super Bowl. Andy Reid beat Shanahan. And Andy Reid beat uh, Sirianni in that deal where they had the pass interference, which is a touch pass interference, which basically sealed the deal. I think that Baltimore is a better team. They are a better team. I think Lamar's poised to win. If if they do win and they win the Super Bowl, I think you're going to see a shift. I think uh, Harbaugh may be considered a, a better coach than Reid. And I think also next year, the AFC West, they're not – they're not going to have any more buys anymore at Kansas City with uh, with the coaches uh, Payton and Harbaugh and Pierce uh, in there. That they're going to be, you know, they're going to beat up on everybody just like the way Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and uh, the Browns do. And they're not going to have the buy and the home field advantage anymore. So I think there's a shift. It's all going to shift. And I, I don't I don't see the Kansas City Chiefs winning another Super Bowl. It sounds crazy. I don't see Mahomes and Kansas City winning another Super Bowl. So. That's my take. So, well, yeah, that's a, that's. That, I think I would consider that, uh, if not a hot take. Dave, thanks for the call. Maybe a, a warm take that maybe Kansas City never wins a Super Bowl. I think if Patrick Mahomes doesn't get there, a lot of people will say he will get back at some point. I like how you're looking forward with the AFC West. They do have John Harbaugh now with the Chargers, who I thought the bit with uh, or Jim Harbaugh. I thought the bit with John Harbaugh was funny because last game, Jim Harbaugh wore a Ravens hat to the game, which he could do. But now he's a Chargers coach. So I don't think he I don't think he wears a Ravens hat this weekend. I get it be supporting your brother. Although Travis Kelsey, his brother Jason, did wear Chiefs colors. So it's it's like a weird kind of thing when you're supporting your family, but also you gotta rep your own team. The uh AFC North though I mean, that was a division that was tough for Baltimore. So just thinking like, what's Baltimore's future? They were 13 and four Browns were 11 and six Steelers still baffling to me. They were 10 and seven Bengals were nine and eight. So everybody in that division over 500 and then in the West, yes, you've got uh, J- Jim Harbaugh now, geez, been doing that for a while. You got the Broncos and I don't think that that team was that good. I'm still questioning about Sean Payton's desire to be there in the first place. Also, they need to figure out what's going on at quarterback, but they were 8-9 with that mess. And then Antonio Pierce, they were 8-9 too. So you would think you'd see some improvement in both of those situations. So, yeah, the Chiefs rode to the playoffs and rode to the Super Bowl. It's going to be a little bit tougher in the years to come. 855-212-4CBS. We'll go to Missouri and talk to Greg. What's up, Greg? Hey, how's it going? I just... uh... Yeah, I've been listening. Well, starting with Kevin a while ago, he he lives there by the stadium in Baltimore, and he he gave you all the reasons why the the Ravens are going to lose or the Chiefs are going to win, and then the next caller gave some reasons why, and I just um and and then 
your last caller, and I don't have nothing against you guys. They're just like me, man, rooting for their team. But uh, you're not looking at the, uh, the – they're not looking at the one key denominator in the whole thing, and that's – Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> no? That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's Jason Kelsey. No, yeah. um, it's that. Uh, it's I mean, I mean, he <laughs> – if he doesn't do it on offense, he's over there on the sideline. He's he's more competitive than most of the pros out there. I mean, yeah, there are some other guys that are working the sidelines and work, but there's some magic there, and you can't deny that. And then the talk about it's going to be tougher they, in our in our division or in in our conference. We've been saying that. I mean, the Chargers are going to win every year. So says the media. Yeah, they, I think even this year there was a lot of, and and the year before that wasn't it the yeah. division of death, and then the Chargers choked, the Broncos were bad. Yeah. So to me, the Raiders a, are a, always kind of in purgatory. Yeah, it's a prove it league. I'm not going to listen to it until you prove it, and that's why I'm picking the Chiefs this year. They've proved it, and they've been there like like you say six times in a row, and the Super Bowl what. We had a five years or something like that. I don't know. And uh, they're they're on a streak. And uh, the word dynasty comes up a lot. I don't know. Uh, maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But it's going to be in the future. Pat and and, and uh, Andy Reid. Andy Reid is going to go down as one of the greatest NFL coaches in history. And what is he third right now? And they're they're saying that he's not a great coach. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? I, I mean, think that a, yeah, that call had uh, John Harbaugh over Reed. Yeah, yeah, that's a it's a prove it to me league. I'm not saying John Harbaugh uh, may or may not be a good. Isn't he the Michigan guy that lost in the NFL before? Jim Harbaugh, yeah. Oh, that's Jim. Jim, sorry, sorry, my bad. But anyway, but anyway, yeah, I'm not saying these other guys aren't good coaches, but you can, you can't deny that Andy Reid's a great coach. I mean, he took Philly, changed the whole program, then came to Kansas City, changed our whole break program. Broke Andy Reid has been in a conference championship game 44% of the years he's been coaching. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So, that. yeah, I think he's so, – I'd agree with you, Greg, that he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And so my take is obviously the Chiefs. I called last week and told you that I thought Rice was going to be big in the playoffs. I think he still will be. I mean, he was important in our win, but Pacheco, man, Pacheco was the legs that drove the team last week. And, um, uh, and, and, and then of course I'm, I'm not, I'm going with uh, the uh, Detroit. I'm going with Detroit. All right, so Chiefs-Lions. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it could be any of those four teams, no doubt. I mean, I give all the teams credit. They're all great teams, and they have different strengths. Uh, What if you switched Patrick Mahomes and and, uh, now I went blank. What if you switched their quarterback's legs instead of their uh, teams? So if you just all right, Greg. Thank, thank, thanks for the experiment. So we're putting uh, Lamar's legs on Mahomes, kind of take him off like one of my kids' toys, 
And then what if you put uh, Purdy's arm on Jared Goff's torso? And then what if you... Shep, would you say that the Chiefs are a dynasty? I, I think you have to, right? Uh, two's not enough. Two's not enough. Win, win, win six at, like the Pats and then come talk to me. Win four like the so Steelers. So six straight AFC championship games don't do anything? No, because then you can make an argument that the Eagles are a dynasty, right? Didn't they make uh, four straight? Yeah, they made four in a row. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not judging by AFC titles. You win six, you win four. But you have the Super Bowls with it. Correct. You but you Three know, appearances, I, two Well, who, who are the dynasties? The Packers, the 49ers, the Steelers, and the Patriots? Those four, right? Cowboys. Okay, so so we're talking so three of four, three Super Bowls in four years. Uh, yeah, I would say that's... I would say, okay, so I would say those five. The Chiefs haven't quite gotten there yet. Okay. They're they're an AFC dynasty, but maybe that's not even a thing. <laughs> that that can't be a thing. I don't think Patrick Mahomes' no. legacy is, you know, all-time great quarterback, and they were a dynasty in the AFC. <laughs> I can't say the Milwaukee Bucks are a central division dynasty. That doesn't count. You could say the Lakers are an um, <laughs> uh, in-season in tournament dynasty. Well, I mean, they are. They won 100% of them. Exactly. I mean, and no, no one's ever played uh, with that kind of ferocity in an in-season tournament like I mean, the beat, L.A. Lakers. I mean, beat, you know, Zion Williamson's, you know, half-game playing ass in the playing tournament, followed by a, a Tyrese Halliburton-led Pacers team. I mean, that's a dynasty. I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. And they are playing. They, they, they were so excited about it that the rest of their season they've been terrible. Yes. <laughs> that's how much focus they put on that tournament. 855 855- <laughs> Two one two. But they got the banner CBS. up. Bart. They got the banner up. That's what matters. The banner's fine. You got to put it somewhere. Yeah, because that's really what Lakers fans care about. You know, NBA titles and in-season tournament titles. Yep. Well, you want a thing. You want a thing. It's a glor- put somewhere. It's a glorified, you know, Honolulu fourteen playoff tournament. That's what that is. Yeah, I still. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Ugh. Look at I'm an in-season tournament diehard, okay? Yeah, you're funny. You know, the NBA season was pretty like exciting and the in-season tournament helped and I don't know what's going on lately. We're getting 70-point games, we're getting blowouts all the time like <laughs> right. You know, Luka could have had 80 tonight. He like stopped scoring midway through the fourth quarter. He had a nice layup at the end, but you know, he was looking to, he was looking to pass at the end of that fourth quarter for the most part. Luca's game, uh, I think with basketball reference, they do this thing called basketball score or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they rated it as the second best game ever. Well, I don't think people realize this. So he's a walking triple-double. He's already the third leading scorer in terms of points per game in NBA history. And he might surpass Wilt and MJ. I didn't think that was possible. Like, I think the one guy to have done that was going to be Joel Embiid. It might be Luca. Which is crazy. Yeah, he's very good. Um, he doesn't play defense, but he's but he's really good. I'll give him that. Yeah, and this was this was his follow up to getting a fan kicked out, and then going on TNT last night and apologizing. Yeah, and then going out and putting up uh, seventy three tonight. Eight five five two one two four two two seven eight five five two one two four CBS Basketball Reference. They, I don't know how they do the game score, but his game score was a sixty four. They say it's the second highest score in their database. His game tonight, statistically, with the field goal percentage, the free throws, the threes, only behind a Michael Jordan game in March of 1990. And then it would be just ahead of Kobe's game in 2006, where he must have he must have scored 81 that night, right? 
and then uh, Joel Embiid the other day. So according to basketball reference, we've seen two of the best four individual performances we've ever seen this week. So that's something. 855-212-4227. I'm Bart Winkler, CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. thing that I think about with him is his emotional intelligence, how well he can read the room and know people. And that's, you know, maybe characteristic number one of being a leader and, and why he is so good at that. But he knows when to push, when to pull, when to tell you he needs a little bit more from you, when to love you up. Um, he, he's got uh, such a great feel for all that, which is why he's so special. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Here's Bart Winkler. That was Lions quarterback Jared Goff talking about me and how I am with people. Um, I thank him for that. That was very inspirational. Could have been about his head coach, but could have also been about me. Six in one, half dozen in the other. We're talking about these games this weekend, as you would expect. We've got the Lions and the Niners. That's the night game. That's the night game. The Chiefs and the Ravens are the early game, the afternoon window game. You got your CBS, you got your Fox, and then we'll have the Super Bowl with Tony Romo and Jim Nance and Gene Steratore and Tracy Wolfson and Jay Feely and whoever the hell else they decide to put in that seven-man booth come uh, Super Bowl Sunday. 855-212-4227. Connor is in California. Hey, Connor. Hey, Bart. How about them Niners? They're totally going to destroy the lines now that's my fiery 49er side but you know what i'm gonna go over to my soft-spoken lethargic side credit uh you can credit those attributes to shep uh, that was a long time ago but but i think i think both teams have an equal chance at winning i think the lions mm. do match the 49ers mentality with the game and look I'm a big 49ers fan. I love them. But I just look at this as a 50-50 thing, and I think both teams have an equal opportunity to impact um, their own history in different ways. But I think Jared Goff and Dan Campbell will have the most impact on their legacy if they win this Super Bowl. Because would you be, would their- you be more convinced about the Niners if they blew out the Packers? Um. Honestly, no, not really. I mean, I try and look when it comes to most situations that um, 90% of people are 100% about are like, like they, they, they are absolutely sure this is going to happen. I try and look at like kind of both sides of the story. I don't like to fix on some, on one thing. I'm open to, I'm open to, to different possibilities and yeah. And Look, Jared Goff and Dan Campbell, obviously, for me, I think they have the biggest impact on the legacy winning this Super Bowl because they take their lines into uncharted territory, succeed in that territory, doing something that has never been done before for their franchise, and ultimately making them one of the greats for doing it for the first time. Yeah, I think any anything anytime you can take a team that's been bad for so long. Uh Connor, enjoy the games, man. 
Do you have a crush on Taylor Swift? I got to ask you. Do I have a crush on her? I feel like you do. I think Taylor Swift is gorgeous, yes. <laughs> do you like her music? I like her music enough. Enough? To not kick her out of bed for a bag of crackers. I don't know what that means, but some guy I used to work with said it all the time. That that, that sounds kind of weird, but it is what it is, you know? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I've been subjected to torture by my mom. Do people not Taylor like Swift. that? I mean, I know that you don't like their showing her during a football game, but she is objectively beautiful, yes? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've seen that meme on uh, uh, social media where uh, it says Travis Kelsey is scoring sixes on and off the field. They're saying Taylor Swift is oh, a six out of no. ten. No, no, I mean, no, no, no. Maybe in my house <laughs> compared to my wife. Uh, we. I hope your wife is listening to, uh, to your show right now. Or, I mean, you'd have some severe words. Uh, she'd have some severe words with you when you got home. I think my wife would leave me for Taylor Swift is where I think we're at in this point. All right, Connor. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> see um, you, buddy. <laughs> I see you too, Mark. Hey, uh, oh, I don't know what you were going to say. Uh, Connor in California, thanks for the call. I. This is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. Nothing Taylor Swift related here, but this is what I want in terms of the narrative. Because if Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs don't win this weekend, what is going to happen with their narrative? Nothing. Oh, well, the Chiefs, you know, their receivers were bad, and, oh, geez, they're still very good. All right, yeah, get them back next year. No one's mind will change about the Chiefs. We've talked about the Ravens. If the Ravens lose, what's going to happen with the narrative around the Ravens? There's going to be a lot more, I don't even know if questions is the right word, but there will be criticism about Lamar Jackson Having this game at home, you know, and then it will boost up the Chiefs. The Chiefs lose, nothing happens. The Chiefs win, and then you beat Josh Allen on the road, and you beat Lamar Jackson on the road. I mean, that is going to further separate the gap in this AFC. Because the AFC is the conference of quarterbacks, right? The AFC is the conference of quarterbacks. Josh Allen, Tua, Lamar, Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow. They've got the quarterbacks, but nobody touches Mahomes because of his success. Lamar can get up there and be on the same level. But if Mahomes does this, he's blocking Allen from getting there. He's blocking Lamar from getting there, whether they win the Super Bowl or not. The Lions. If the Lions lose, oh, bless your heart, what a what a tremendous season. They won some games and it was Detroit fever in January, and let's let's go talk to some of these bars. Hey, you've never seen this in January, have you? Oh, it's the busiest January we've ever had. It's great for the city. Oh, well, it's so nice. We're so excited for next year. That's what's going to happen if the Lions lose. If the Niners lose, if the San Francisco 49ers lose, what happens? What happens? I don't know what happens. I think what should happen is where there should be a little bit, a little bit of questioning about Kyle Shanahan in the big game. If they lose, and even if they lose in the Super Bowl, Kyle Shanahan is 64 and 51 in the regular season. He's seven and three in the playoffs. These are numbers to aspire to. 
These are numbers to aspire to. He has won his division three times. Tremendous. They've never been to a postseason where they've lost more games than they've won. Great. How does the season end? He lost in the Super Bowl. He lost in the NFC Championship game two years ago. He lost in the NFC Championship game last year. At some point, there has to be a discussion about that if he loses again. Kyle Shanahan, by the way, has coached the Niners for seven years. And yes, he has a winning record, but he has four winning seasons and three losing ones. Do we never talk about his first two years? Was that just was that just him growing as a coach? Do we never talk about how they went to the Super Bowl and then then, then were six and ten the next year? Was oh there was there was injuries and was, was there excuses to be made? What I'm saying here is that I feel like Kyle Shanahan doesn't get criticized the way that others would if they kept coming up short like this. And he must get to a level. We must we must say, oh, he's been to a Super Bowl. He's been to the NFC Championship games. And it, it hasn't been as long, but that's eventually what got Andy Reid out of Philadelphia was, yeah, he gets you the NFC Championship games and Super Bowl, but he's not winning them. And again, it was longer. It was a few years longer. But at some point, if the Niners lose this weekend, and it would be at home, but even if they lose the Super Bowl, like the night, I, I just I feel this. I've said this this week, and I apologize uh, to Niners fans who are probably like, "Oh, he's just bitter because the his team is the Packers and they lost to the Niners." You are probably right, partially, but also I just I look at this team, and you have the Dallas Cowboys who haven't won a Super Bowl since 95 and everyone clowns them all the time. And then you have the Niners who haven't won a Super Bowl since 94 and everybody gives them the benefit of the doubt all the time. Well, they've been to Super Bowls. They haven't won them. What I'm saying is you haven't won these Super Bowls. There's been many franchises that have won multiple Super Bowls since you last won one, including the Giants, the Buccaneers. Teams that have no business like being there. Ravens. The Ravens. These teams have been there and they've won. And you guys have been there and you haven't won. I just, I feel like the Niners get the benefit of the doubt a lot. Now, they win. They win the Super Bowl. Okay, the Niners premier franchise. I'm just wondering if the questions come the way to Kyle Shanahan, the way they would come to others. If they don't win. And so far I haven't seen it. Maybe I'm jumping the gun here. But so far I haven't seen it. 855-212-4227. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Like, right when I figured out it wasn't the, the same thing as the Browns game, it was kind of a relief because I know it wasn't a fracture. It was just like a deep bruise or whatever. But I'm talking about timeless hours in here day in and day out just to get where we're at right now. This is the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Debo Samuel looks like he's playing. I've been telling you throughout the week that many people are going to say, well, if Debo plays, the Niners will win. And if Debo doesn't play, the Lions will win. Well, Debo's playing. 
by all accounts, Devo Samuel will be suited up in this game. And so I guess everybody that said that is now going to take the San Francisco 49ers. As we talk about these games, Niners and Lions, of course, that is the evening affair with the Ravens hosting the Chiefs in the afternoon. Been talking with you guys. Let's keep that going. 855-212-4227. John's in South Carolina. Hey, John. Hey, you guys. Good show as always. I hate to say this because I'm a pretty rabid Cleveland Browns fan, but who in Lamar Jackson's graduating class that got drafted is playing better than him right now? Uh, nobody. Nobody, right? Yeah. Who, after he was drafted, and you babble off a bunch, not babble off, you rattle off a bunch of names, <laughs> who, after he was drafted, would you still, like, not take him that's been drafted after him right now? I mean, right now, I'm taking Mahomes, I'm taking Lamar. Well, there you go. So all these people that try to criticize, uh, you know, whatever, and again, it goes back to these idiot coaches. They wanted to make this guy how they room players. They wanted to make him a receiver instead of a quarterback. I mean, that guy should be banned from football. But, uh, yeah, I mean, to think about it, these people that even try to criticize Lamar, and, again, I'm a big Browns fan, I hate to say this, but they're like, I don't know what they're drinking and smoking because what else could you ask for for what he's done except win a Super Bowl every year and get there every year? I mean, he's still young, man. Hey, I'll, thanks for telling you, I was kind of right about that, and I'll talk to you later. All right, see you, John, in South Carolina, 855-212-4227. The draft class, of course, for Lamar back in 2018. Baker went 1-2 Cleveland. Baker, a lot of people had him as QB1, all right? And now you would look at Baker now and Lamar now, and you'd obviously say Lamar, even though Baker's got a little bit of a renaissance here. But he went number one. Um, Sam Darnold, I mean, you could look at any of these teams. That drafted people like Saquon Barkley went too. you think the Giants wouldn't have benefited from Lamar as good as they like Saquon. The Jets took Sam Darnold at three <laughs> USC guy. So that, that might be a concern with Caleb Williams. These USC guys don't really play well in the pros. Although that's what we thought about Ohio state guys. And then fields has been fine, but CJ Stroud has been really good. Josh Allen to Buffalo. They're happy with that. Josh Rosen to Arizona at 10. And then a ton of teams pass on quarterbacks until Baltimore finally took them with the uh, 32 pick. New England Patriots, one pick before. What if they? What if they would have went from Brady to Lamar? How different is the story if that happens? My goodness. Although they may have played him as a receiver and maybe a cornerback. Who knows? Greg is in Michigan. Greg. Hey, Bart, Mr. Positive, i got to tell you, great show, great show. Oh, my God, so much to discuss and so little time. i got to tell you, it would be fantastic. Detroit Lions versus uh, Kansas City Chiefs, the first game of the season, the last game of the season. Now, i got to ask you, with Debo, uh, is it his right shoulder or his left shoulder? Because, you know, you know this is a game, and, you know, all is fair and uh, – uh, what do they say? All is fair in war, a love and war. Um, you know, we might just have to bump that shoulder. That's a little bit uh, hurt. Not real bad, but just to say, oh, I can't play anymore. But um, real quick, uh, you well, guys. I mean, you don't want to do. You don't want to be hurting guys. You want to. No, no, you want no, good no. competitive balance. Right, right, right. That doesn't um, sound very positive of you, Greg. 
I know, but hey, we hey, we got we got to get any advantage we can. But today on the uh, Zach Gelb show, they talked to uh, Joe Flacco, and it was fantastic about how he articulated that Lions have a great possibility of winning by running, pressuring Purdy, and I guess that would be arguably for any uh, you know team you want to pressure the quarterback. But I guess I've been told in Detroit that. Um, Brock Purdy's pretty smart between the years, and he doesn't have all the physical skills of a Josh Elvis Allen or a Patrick Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson, but I guess he's uh, quite cerebral between the years, and, uh, you know, that's a fantastic thing. But, um, you know, um, can you imagine the Lions versus uh, Kansas City? i got to tell you, I think Kansas City will beat Lamar. I think Lamar will... um, not uh, what do you call uh, playing well? Just, no, no, he won't uh, rise up to the challenge. He's going to make a I lot. I feel of like mistakes. if there's one thing I'm confident about this weekend, it's that Lamar plays well. Uh oh. Well, <laughs> uh, this is like the most negative positive call ever. Yeah, I know. you know, so I did get a I did get a Facebook message from somebody yesterday that said Uh-oh. this guy that calls himself Mister Positive, he seems to not be that positive. I'm going to try to turn it around. It's It's been said that I, I sometimes can be that way. It's like Elvis used to said: the image is one thing, the human being Well, then, then we got to get rid of the name. Oh, no, never. Come on. If we're I've doing, doing the name, you got to live up to the name. I don't know. I oh, think, you're I think, right. I'm hearing too much. Uh, maybe Chris Cuomo is rubbing off on Greg in Michigan. Maybe that's yeah, what this is. you're getting Cuomo'd. Uh-oh. Um, uh, real, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, God. You guys got me uh, flustered. Hey, Take the weekend to think dreams. about it, and on Monday, be more positive. <laughs> yeah, and the Lions will win you when you call back, Greg. You. Have a great one. All right. That, that I think is Mr. Positive, maybe the artist formerly known as. Have you noticed a negative tilt from him? I don't know. That's like me saying, that's like me saying uh, my nickname is Bart Humble Winkler and then telling everybody I'm the most humble guy that you've ever met. I mean... It's right there in the name. I don't know, Greg. Need to be need to be a little more actually positive to have the name. Mark is in San Francisco. Hey, Mark. Hey, thanks for taking my call, and thanks for saying what you said earlier. Around here, local radio, I've been pushing all year, just grinding on Shanahan and Purdy, and like these guys. Yes, they're good enough to look good in the regular season, but this whole getting close and getting flustered under pressure, it's, I'm tired of it. And, and you can't say it here. It's like sacrilege. People just push back. Like, you just can't say it. And I'm tired. I'm glad you said it. If they don't do it this year, it's starting to feel like those like late 80s, early 90s Buffalo Bills teams where they just – I mean, if they, they do it this year, years. then if they do it this year, everything I just said is irrelevant. But if they don't, right. I better start hearing some of that stuff. You're right. This is the year. Otherwise, because if not, then what, what, when is it? This is their best chance. So I think they probably beat the Lions because the NFC, I also think, is just weaker than the AFC. Kind of a reverse of how it used to be when the NFC was really dominant in those, and then the Bills would always go and lose. I called about that last week, though. Um, so I, th- I think they probably beat um, the Lions because they have their big juggernaut high-scoring games that 49ers do when they play teams that have a quarterback that doesn't have a lot of escapability. And also when they um, 
play teams that don't have, like, AFC defenses, essentially. So I think in the NFC, fine. And by the way, with the Packers, we I think we did get lucky. The, I think, my take on that is the Packers were the toughest team in the NFC right now. And the Niners somehow got a little lucky, and maybe the Packers just weren't ready psychologically because they're young or up and coming. Because to me, the Packers look like the better team most of that game. So I don't know. They how did, that yeah. But and I got a quick NFC Championship story if you want to hear it. Um, I have sixty I gotta, seconds like, for it. Yep, sixty seconds. Right, it'll be quicker than that. Got scalp tickets for dirt cheap, which that was a good sign, right? Not a good sign for the year. NFC uh, Steve Young, the one they won the Super Bowl. I think it was '95. They played the uh, Dallas Cowboys. They could never beat Dallas back then. It's the year they finally beat them. Um, the Niners went out to an early lead, so me and my buddy spent the whole time we were teenagers try- under the bleachers, which was like a swamp at Candlestick Park, trying to sneak onto the field. I mean, the actual <laughs> sidelines. And there was no security like now back then in cameras. We literally, with three minutes to go, pulled it off, got onto the Dallas sideline, when two security guards, like a Mentos commercial, had their backs turned, and we had pe- paper and pens because we saw where the reporters were. So we acted like we were with them. Watched the last few minutes. It was like a stampede of horses. I've never been on a pro field. It was crazy. And then we ran around with Steve Young after that famous scene where he's running around with his helmet because he finally beat the Cowboys. Yeah. And it, and then we pulled up Sod to take it home. We're like, yeah, we're going to take a piece home. And never made it home. It was disgusting. It was all dirty all over the car. We're like, screw this. <laughs> and the last thing was we were like sneaking in on a roll. We snuck into the back area where they leave with their cars. And everyone was gathered around Steve Young. We hopped another fence to do that shows you how bad the security was and everyone's like steve what is it like go super what's that and i threw in a question all steve can you give me a ride to oakland which is across the bridge and he looked at me and just started cracking up because it was so out of nowhere now there's a there's a good story i gave you about 20 more seconds than i had for you that was good mark that's a good story good luck to your niners if not you hold those people in san fran accountable you hold Kyle Shanahan accountable. You hold Brock Purdy accountable. That's a good story. That's a good story. Getting onto the field. Now, it was 30 years ago, and security, I think, has changed since then. But that's a good story. 855-212-4CBS. Should we talk some more NFL? Sure. CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 